Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fall is here and we could all use a stiff breeze. That's right. This episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life, but let Blue Chew take you the rest of the way. BlueChew.com and the code TMS. Coming up on TMS... He's the bug-eyed weirdo in the back of the car. No dude left behind. Borka Borka into your heart. Putting the rock on the moon. Dude will be giving her treatment, and I'll be getting it from a lady. The shat popping in and out. Who is Alan Alda's wife? Boy, this sounds like something I read uh, earlier. No old man left behind. (laughs) (laughs) Pre-industrial dentists of Belfast. Rotating shippy stuff. Futuristic magnetic carpet. Uh, I can't see Chris Pratt staying. Share your grilled cheese with otters. Throwing yourself at the ground and missing with bobby therapy thursday and more on this episode of the morning stream I would like to see the baby. Looking to retire and open a restaurant, a bounty hunter named Shit. Fun, fun intros this morning. Fun intros. Oh, this no morning. kidding. I love that. It's talk about making it so apparent how formulaic pop music has become when yep. you can take a pancake recipe yep. and turn it into a pop song. Yeah, if y'all were paying attention, you now have the recipe for pancakes in case you're wanting yeah. to make them. So uh, get out there and, and get that done. Uh, I laughed so hard. It's this German. This girl has a lovely voice, and she mostly she does, does covers yeah. on there. But in this case, she did the, she did the recipe for pancakes. <laughs> and of course, you know, guess what her most viral video is? It's this one. It's, so. Yeah, it's that. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened with Fletcher there, but hey, whatever. Uh, it's Thursday. That means we're just about ending our week of uh, morning shows. That uh, doesn't mean we won't have an evening show on Friday. Patrons, don't that's worry. right. It will be afternoon show for us, but yeah. uh, evening somewhere in the world. Somewhere for, uh, it's evening. Oh, that's right. We yeah. do it at two now. What am I thinking? Of course. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, well, uh, fuzzy, I'm Scott. Right, that's Brian. You fuzz myself. Yeah, right. dude. Yeah, there you go. Uh, it's uh, <sighs> what day is it? Thursday, October 7, 2021. And uh, Brian and Scott are here. We're going to do our thing. Uh, we're happy to see you all. We hope you're well. All right. A uh, couple things here to knock things off here this morning. We got a follow up. Oh, man. I love these. These are great. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's a lot of follow up yeah. today. Bobby's segment today is, is follow up uh, on a thing we talked about. But uh, yeah. this one's an email from uh, Scuttlebutt Lord of Scuttles again. He remember he yesterday had the uh, had the email. He said, "Hey, Jans, don't really expect to read this on air, but thanks or expected you to read that on air, but thanks for that." Mm. <clears throat> it says also, if I'm to be schooled on a song, then being <laughs> schooled by Coverville himself is aces. Aww. have a great day, well, Scott, nice. says Scuttlebutt. That's cool, right? That's nice. very nice. Yeah. Yes, I hope I didn't. Hope you didn't feel schooled. I was just like, uh, well, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna hate those lyrics, don't hate on the Beach Boys. Hate on the uh, the old traditional folk song that it came from, or hate the Weavers who turned it into a pop song. Hate yeah, those somebody. Guys are jerks, those Weavers. Don't hate the. Uh, don't hate the. Yeah. Don't, don't hate, hate the play. I hate the game. That's right. Uh, but no, like if I have a musical quandary and I don't know the answer to it, I usually go to Brian. Mm-hmm. That's my you answer. You ask me, and yeah. then when I give you an answer, you Google it to yeah. confirm whether or not I'm Then I'll look it up right. and say, is Brian lying to me? Is he, just, <laughs> is he making this up? I'm going to go find right. out. Yeah. And usually you're, usually you're right on the money. And so I think Usually, a, but there are times it's like, oh, really? Okay. I thought that was such and such or blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. that's why we do double blinds, uh, double blind uh, 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 studies here. <laughs> you know? Right. Somebody's got to keep me in check peer reviewed we got to send this out to other podcasters have them review it make sure they're right. you know we're all right. in the up and up uh yeah it's, it's all good uh i wanted to give a special best of luck to listener longtime listener michael 15 year listener of like all things frog pants and yeah. especially tms michael's wart who is under the knife today uh removing some sort of tumor i think a brain tumor mm-hmm. uh he is in the netherlands and i saw his stuff on facebook uh which, you know, if Facebook's good for anything, it's for letting me know when you guys need something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or when, when someone's hurt or having a hard yeah. time or whatever. Yeah. So um, anyway, I noticed that. I reached out to him. He was in pretty good spirits. And I told him, uh, you know, we, we all collectively wish him the best of luck. But anyway, if you're out there and you and you just got a thought to spare for Michael today, just, you know, yeah. guy you may Send never some meet. positive vibes. Yeah. You may never meet him. You may, you know, right. you, you may never even see his face. But... He's one of us, and, you know, we take care of our own. Damn it. Exactly. We're like exactly. the Marines. No man left behind, I say. <laughs> That's so right. He promises he'll fall. Or a woman. Us. Or a woman left behind. Or a woman. No, no you man, know, when woman, I say no. man, I mean the, 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 the old way of mankind, you know? Uh-huh. Mankind. I guess gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. yeah. What, what do we say? People kind? What do you say? Humankind. 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 Right. Humankind. No human left behind. Where no one has gone before, as Captain Picard taught us. <laughs> anyway, Michael says he'll follow up when he's done and let us know how things went. And uh, we yeah. wish him the absolute best possible outcome for what's going on there. And they have good health care in, Nether- in the Netherlands, so it'll be okay. They do. They should anyway. Well, they do. They got a lot of smart people. They got, uh, they got uh, you know, people, uh, regular people can afford it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. And, uh, you know, Mashup Man's out there, too. He can he can pop over and say howdy. That's true. Mashup Man, do do your work. Do your dirty, dirty work. Okay. <laughs> he's, a, uh, he's, a, he's a scary guy if you don't know him. When he walks in the room, he's, he's like... He's a very intimidating, uh, tall man. Yeah. And uh, then you find out he's just a big teddy bear. Yep. And he'll just borka borka his way into your heart. <laughs> 
pretty great. All right. Uh, anyway, so that's what's going on there. Um, I have a dental appointment today, so I'm not, I don't oh, need your do? I don't need your uh, thoughts and prayers. Okay, it's fine. Just going okay. in for is this just a regular cleaning business? Yeah, six month cleaning, yeah. and we try to keep up on that. And uh, hell, we're paying for it. May as well use it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. we got to go in there. Kim and I got a, a simultaneous appointment. Couples oh really yeah. fun his yeah. and hers uh cleanings yeah right in the two the two rooms will be adjacent and it'll be lady here and dude here dude will be doing her jeez oh, dude <laughs> <laughs> dude will be giving her the treatment i'll be getting the treatment over here by the lady yeah. way way better yeah you fix that <laughs> and uh i don't expect any big issues today i think it'll be fine I'm not, I'm not too concerned, but, uh, you know, Dennis, you, yeah. you love the dentist, so I'm, I'm talking to the choir here. <laughs> yeah, love uh, the dentist. I, I just like the fact that they let me wear my AirPods. I take my little, uh, my fidget cube, which just keep takes my mind off of whatever they're doing. Oh, you actually just take like, a fidget cube? That's a cool I idea. I take a fidget cube, and it just sits sits in my hand, and I, like, you know, flip all the buttons and Why don't I do, do the that? switch. And I think I'm going to do that. I got yeah, one. Yeah, it's... You might as well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it, it seriously, uh, for whatever reason, and I, I, I don't necessarily, I don't stress about the dentist like like some people do. Sure, but this so takes my mind off of what's going on. Yeah, that's what you want. You don't want to be. Uh... And boy, boy, when if something if they zing that one little spot, one little uh, exposed nerve, uh, I think I. I bend the crap out of this uh this metal ball that's in the, <laughs> that's yeah. in the <laughs> it's the worst because you anticipate it even when they don't do it uh you're sure they're gonna do it right so yeah exactly you know, it doesn't matter how many times they don't do it there's always that chance that they will and i have the same thing yeah. with that nerve ball yeah but the nerve ball is only when they do novocaine in there so i know i'm good in most other situations in brian's case a cleaning can mean hitting that nerve yeah, exactly. And then we hear about it on the show, which and is content, which is great. We like content. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, Claire's like, I'm sure that that's not annoying hearing uh, all that clicking for the dentist. Uh, guess what? They can't hear a damn thing over that sonic. They can't, like, this does not come through. Nope. When, uh, nope. Sometimes they give you, like, a Kleenex, and then what I do is tear it apart. Oh, no, that's at the eye doctor. So what the eye doctor will do, he's, he'll dilate me. Oh right! Then he gives you a Kleenex yeah. to dab your eye or your your yeah. So I'm getting the goop eye. out of my eye, and then I'll yeah. Then I'll sit there and slowly tear it to pieces, <laughs> and by the time yeah. we're done, I'm covered in little bits of. <laughs> it's bad. I can't imagine what would happen with the dentist giving you a Kleenex and with like you know just shreds of Kleenex all over the place. Yeah, it's really annoying. But uh, I am what I am, as Popeye said once, very famously. Uh, oh, Brian Claire asks, "Why is there zing? Do you does do Belfast dentists not have access to modern dental technology? Of uh, the maybe little, they just uh, put them out. Maybe they just knock them out. God, maybe. Maybe that's <laughs> the way to go. What do maybe. you all do? Uh, the, we get a little bib. Yeah, you get a bib type thing. It's just a paper thing here in the states, or yeah. at least mine is. Yeah. Uh, and then when they dr- if they're doing any kind of cleaning or drilling, it makes sounds." Even the sonic, like, uh, jeez, and that thing makes a lot of sounds. That's yeah. like you hear that for hours after you leave. Yeah, it's no good. Let's see if this triggers Brian. I want to try something. Hold on. All right. Just a little quick thing. Um, just to see how you know you react. Sure. Okay. Here we go. All right, Brian. How does this land on you right here? Let's see. Is that a good one? Yeah, we'll do this one here. Okay. Whoops. We need to volume that up. 
Oh, geez. Oh, that's the sound right there. Dude, that makes my... That actually causes a little bit of weird pain. <laughs> that molar right in the back is, uh, is, is buzzing a little bit. Uh, I was going to make the joke, wow, why are you playing the, the music that Tristan uh, usually plays when we're in the car together? <laughs> that Dutch speed metal has really, really come a long way. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Wow. Okay. Is he still into that stuff? Still into the... Uh, no, metal? no. He's uh, he's getting a little bit more mainstream stuff, which is good. Like, he can be in the car and he's like, oh, I want to... Can, can you play this song? And I'll tell um, Apple Music to play. And I'm like, oh, this is really good. Like, he... He independently um, dug that that uh, Willow Smith song. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He liked. Oh wow, that is a transparent big... soul that we both kind of got to at the same time. Is like, oh, you like that too? Yeah, I totally like that song. Uh, a moment and of I'm, a moment of father son bonding. Exactly, happened. and and it didn't even turn into a uh, oh, you like that song? Great. I guess I can't <laughs> like it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 nice though. It's nice to have a little thing you can share. Yeah. It is, for sure. Uh, all right. Let's get Bobby in here. Bobby. So Thursday's we this science segment. And the science segment this week is a follow-up on a dumb thing we were talking about, uh, which is kind of cool. And why can't I find him in here? Okay, there he is. All right. So I'm adding him to the call, and we'll talk to him now. Okay. Uh, but right. i got to play his little intro to, to make all this worth it here. So let's do that. I think science will make you go poo-poo. I agree. Uh, hey, look who it is. It's Bobby Frankensteinenbergenheimen. Uh, he joins us from <laughs> South Carolina, a state not known for its adherence to science all the time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, all I know is I saw I saw something really interesting. I was like, I yeah, I'm not the biggest Lindsey Graham fan. Okay, not the biggest. But uh, he's standing up in front of a bunch of people for some kind of event, and he says, "Y'all should get vaccinated." And he's talking about how everybody in the hospital right now is unvaccinated and. It'd be good if y'all did it. And they just booed him to hell and back. Just booed the guy. And I'm thinking, yeah. man, if you're going to boo Lindsey Graham in South Carolina, what, are, what the hell are we doing? So Bobby's like this shining <laughs> light of, uh, you know, whatever it is. Look at look look at you, Bobby. Look. <laughs> look at me. Look yeah. at you. Yeah, <laughs> look, look at, at you. you. Yeah, look at you. Anyway, here to talk about some science. Now, the funny thing is... <laughs> This week, I think it was me that kept pushing the idea that I'd love to hit a golf ball off of the moon. <laughs> and uh, everybody was like, you can't, or terminal velocity this and escape velocity that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. all these reasons why those two golf balls are still up there. And my contention that there's probably a third that some guy whacked off and now it's like, you Whoa. know, <laughs> circling Pluto. <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard it too, Bobby. Oh, damn it. He's going to, <laughs> Jamie's going to get that. But anyway, like that ball's out there orbiting some other planet now. Like that's my take. But Bobby's yeah. going to come to the table with the actual science. We're going to talk yeah. about this thing, really break it down. I love it when we get the actual science. I agree. So Bobby, actualize your science and, and tell us what we're going to do today. How are we going to do this? So I understand why you think you'd be able to hit a golf ball off the moon, though, because it really seems like when you see the astronauts jumping around up there. Yeah, it seems and like, like they jump and they kind of float and land. and Yeah. 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 I mean, the gravity certainly is a lot less on the moon because that's all based on the size of the object or the mass of the object that you're on, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes a lot to escape the gravitational influence of a body like, like the moon or the earth or something like that. Um, 
it's actually it, it, this is really interesting when you when you shoot a rocket into space from the earth you know that you don't just shoot it straight up did you know that no oh didn't, I didn't know, know that, that. yeah where do you, where do you, you where have do you to do, do what's called a, a gravity turn um and so they will start by shooting it straight up because you want to kind of get us away from as, as far away from the earth as you can really quickly because the farther away you are from the object the less in gravitational influence it has on you right the further sure. you are from earth the better off you are that's what you're saying i got you <laughs> Especially 2020 lately. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um but but what happens is you actually want to turn and start going in a horizontal direction as well because have you ever heard the so when something goes into orbit around the earth have you ever heard the explanation that um to orbit the earth you basically have to be you have to fall towards the earth and miss the earth have you ever heard that (laughs) well i've heard douglas adams say the secret to flying is to throw yourself at the ground and miss (laughs) 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 well there's a it's funny that that um that 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 he said that because it's kind of how orbiting works because okay. first of all so every every object on earth and i'm getting to this all will help you understand why you can't shoot uh easily hit a golf ball into space okay. um but uh every object like the earth or the moon has what's called the its sphere of influence which what that means is um Inside this this big invisible sphere around the Earth or the Moon, you if you get into its sphere of influence, then you are now captured by that object's gravity, and it'll start pulling you toward it. Does that oh, make sense? Interesting. Pops and Recline in the chat added to that. Uh, don't climb a, a str- uh, up a mountain straight. Easier to climb in a spiral. Same principle. Like you just get it actually less is kind. Of, yes, it's the same mm-hmm. principle because if you go straight up, you're fighting all of the Earth's gravity. And um, and then and then what happens is once you get away from the Earth and you're gonna fall back down. If you shoot straight up, then you're gonna fall back down. Yeah, that's always gonna be happening. In fact, everything that's in orbit right now is always is constantly falling. Um, in fact, being in orbit is better described as constantly falling rather than than <laughs> going around the the Earth. Well, it's like the uh, perfect. It's like the perfect mix of. You're falling, but you're falling at the exact mathematical rate so that the curvature of the Earth and therefore the gravity is going to be pulling you while your momentum is pulling you away. The Earth is pulling you here, and it's just about holding that exact number, right? Yeah, so a a good way to visualize it, since a lot of people are listening, um, is to think if the Earth wasn't rotating, let's just keep all things equal and say the Earth's not rotating and you just... If you shoot yourself straight up, let's say you're orbiting at um, like the International Space Station, the ISS orbits at four around 400 kilometers. So let's say you shoot yourself up 400 kilometers away from Earth yeah. um, at, to the height of the space station. You're just going to fall straight back down and land in the same spot. Now, let's imagine you shoot yourself straight up, but you also go forward by um, a kilometer. Well, then you're going to fall down. And you're not going to land in the same spot. You're going to land some distance away from where you launched from, right? Right. So if you shoot yourself straight up and you keep shooting yourself forward further and further, you'll land farther and farther away from where you landed. Well, if you can manage to shoot yourself forward far enough to where where you land 
is now no longer on the earth <laughs> because yeah. you've pushed yourself forward far enough yeah. that you miss the earth, then now you're in orbit. Okay. Gotcha. And you'll, you'll keep going around. Okay. Um, it's a little bit more complicated than that because you need to make sure that you... Because then there's the Earth's atmosphere, which will cause drag and make and slow you down and stuff like that. But that's the basic right. idea of putting something into orbit. And so you're always falling. And that's why when you're in space, in the space station or something like that, um, it's not actually zero gravity. It, that's why they call it microgravity is because you, the Earth's gravity is still acting on you the whole hmm. time. It's just you and everything else around you are all falling towards the Earth at the same rate. Okay. Interesting. So they got to make sure that the space station is positioned so that the microgravity is kind of always in the same place in the station, right? So that if there's a floor in there, you're kind of always on that floor. Oh, so the floor I is parallel saying. to the yeah. Earth. That makes um, sense. They, right? Well, they probably or they, they probably artificial... orient things in such a way to make it um, to make it convenient for the astronauts for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, but it, that's all at that point. That's all just convenience. Sure. Um, and sure. artificial gravity isn't a thing yet. That's just a Star Trek thing, right? No, no one's can't come up with right. a way to create to artificially create gravity. Yeah, I think the best, the only way that artificial gravity could theoretically be created is when you see those sci-fi things where they're using centrifugal force and spinning. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that would. But I think rec- I read something recently that uh, that an analysis of in uh, the what it would require to make enough centrifugal force to create artificial gravity would be so outrageous mm-hmm. uh, amounts of energy that it would take and you'd have to spin so fast that it wouldn't even matter in fact it, it, on a, on the size of a, a space station like the international space station if you made that round and you spun it the uh, the way the gravitational force would work is that because it's so small compared mm-hmm. to like a planet um, mm-hmm. that uh that um your feet would be experiencing significantly more gravitational forces than your head. Uh, and so and so you would have all this weird disorientation. It would not be good for you. Yeah. Oh, wow. I could see that would mess with you. Who does the, yeah. the Expanse does this? Their, their yeah. big, rotatey, shippy stuff. Uh, you, you go more toward the center and you more have... You know, the idea is that you have more gravity. Or no, if you go more toward the center, you get no gravity. Less, yeah. 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 And then the belters, they're screwed because they live on on asteroids, which have some used to know, gravity, yeah, but very it's little gravity. very little, yeah. so their bones and right. muscle mass are all effed up, and they go to Earth and they get they crushed. They also have magnet shoes on uh, the Expanse, or yeah. what sounds like magnet <laughs> shoes when they walk. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything, right, there's no carpet. Right. There's no carpet in the in that future. Uh, it's all magnet shoes. No all carpet, the time. right. <laughs> Metallic carpet. Sure. Um, so when, a, so when a, a lander, a lunar lander, has to get off the moon... Um, obviously they don't they don't have the, the they don't need and they don't have the kind of rocket situation that we need on earth for them to be able right. to leave the atmosphere do uh, so the lander itself is basically all it is right it's just like a rocket built into the lander that goes back up and then it connects back up to the um uh the main unit orbiting i can't remember what that one's called but <laughs> like they you know, the, the, the main you know unit. the yeah. main unit sure yes right. i've seen apollo 11 <laughs> well that was the plan um they they uh they actually don't when they landed on the moon they they just took the the thing that they landed on the moon with 
they they didn't they didn't rendezvous with anything. Oh, they didn't. Okay, they, that that was the thing that went back to Earth was the lander. Yeah. Uh, it, it's itself. funny that okay. you say that though, because one of the early plans was to create like a lunar orbiter that would um, that would then detach a lander and then it would rendezvous back up with the orbiter and it would go gotcha. off. But but they scrapped that because it was going to be. It was going to take too long, and we wanted to beat the Russians. Um, I wonder if that was something that I that I saw in For All Mankind that I just assumed was, <laughs> yeah, was what what the what you actually did. That's yeah. funny, but yeah, that. you're right. the The rocket on the lander that is leaving the moon that rocket is needs to be significantly smaller than the one the huge sure. giant rocket that escapes from Earth because you have to. So you to to be in orbit, it actually is you need to shoot it straight up and that takes a lot of force, mm-hmm. right? You've seen mm-hmm. videos or, or whatnot of rocket launches from Earth and those are gigantic Earth's rockets. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and the big giant ones, the solid rocket boosters that fall off of mm-hmm. some of the launchers, those are the ones that are just getting you straight up and then the the other ones are doing the rest of the work. Um, but uh, it takes... For every uh, for every five meters that that um, a satellite that's in orbit falls towards the Earth, it has to it has to travel eight thousand meters horizontally in order to continue to stay in orbit. So that is how much. Wow. For for so you think there's a lot of force? Yeah, you think that a lot of force is necessary to launch you straight up. Mm -hmm. So much more of the energy of getting into orbit is just pushing you horizontally into orbit. It's a lot of energy that's required. So that's the real problem actually with getting something into orbit around the moon. Uh, So like a golf ball, you could hit it. You might even be able to shoot it, like hit it straight up and away from the moon pretty far, but you're not going to get that into orbit because you need to launch it horizontally as well to get yeah. into orbit See, in that, fact it would take um that's what i was you'd have to be able to go ahead that's go ahead. what i was Sorry. picturing was like a you would hit it not straight up but you would hit it at okay here's the scenario strongest man on earth we fly him up to the moon okay mm-hmm. lots of upper body strength just a monster of a dude whoever it is i don't know who it is but just it's the rock but yeah let's sure it could be the rock whoever <laughs> Whoever can really swing that golf club. Put, put, the, put a rock on the moon. Right. So he gets up there and, you know, we remind ourselves that a lot of that momentum and strength is is based on the gravity that he lives in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's going to be mm-hmm. it's right. going to behave differently up there. But let's just say we got the strongest dude and he hits it as hard as he can at, let's say, a 35 to 45 degree angle. Sure. Is it I mean, is it possible that that thing could just. If it was just the right angle, just and then kind of clip out of orbit because oh, it hit it so hard, it just couldn't, it couldn't hold, it couldn't pull back down. Like it could happen, right? It's a possible thing. No. Um, so the short answer is no. Damn it. Because <laughs> because just to get into orbit around the moon, I did I did some math earlier. Um, I, I pulled out, dusted off the old TI eighty nine calculator. <laughs> nice, wow, <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Um, and did some math just to get into what you would call low moon orbit, let's say, because you know there's low Earth orbit. But just to get into orbit around the moon, you would need to hit the golf ball at about one point seven kilometers per second. Oh, geez, 
Um, wow. So okay. that's really fast. Yeah, um, <laughs> you could machine yeah, that, right? We could machine it, but we can't get a dude to do it, right? Maybe we right. could machine it. I don't. I don't know how fast does a bullet go. I don't know. Well, um, and at some point, you're going to shatter the ball because enough force would not. You know, yeah, it's not going to be able to withstand ball, it. The ball isn't as aerodynamic, right? As yeah. like a missile or as a bullet or, or that sort of thing. So yeah, good point. But uh, well, so maybe we need the rock to go up and hit a bullet with a golf club. That's all we're asking for. <laughs> It's all, it's all we can ask for. All right, but what if, okay, exactly. new what if. Let, I know you didn't yeah. do the math on this, but I'm on the moon, and I got my <laughs> okay. I got my .30-06, which I don't actually own, but I got a big old hunting rifle, okay? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be good. Or let's say it's a you know a 50 caliber freaking sniper gun that's meant for distance and you know velocity and speed and everything. So I'm laying on my back. I got this gun, and I'm aiming it straight up, right at the earth even. It's never going to hit it, but you know what I mean? Like I'm like, ah, I'm going to get Tokyo or whatever. Bang! Can that leave, or will that eventually so, go and then fall down? Just some fast googling, real fast. Of it looks like, and probably different bullets travel different speeds, of course. But around one point five kilometers per second, so you're almost there to get off the moon. Okay. Um, but to get into low Earth orbit, you need to go significantly fast, nine point four kilometers per second. Um, wow. So, and that's just low Earth orbit. So, there's a difference between escape. So, you guys were talking about escape velocity uh, earlier this week. There's a difference between escape velocity and w- getting into orbit. Escape velocity actually means how fast. What's the how fast do you need to be going to escape the gravitational influence of Earth and now be under the influence of something else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and no longer be being pulled towards the Earth, and that's a that's a lot more. So it takes nine point four kilometers per second to get into low Earth orbit, but it takes eleven point two kilometers per second to get into to, to escape. escape Earth. Interesting. Um, okay. Okay. Everything is really complicated in space too, because you're always moving. Even if we you don't feel like you're moving, you're always moving. Um, and so every time you want to, so, oh, so this is interesting. Let's say you're in circular orbit around the earth and you want to go to the moon. Cause that's the first thing you have to do to get to the moon. You think you just point at the moon and shoot, yeah. <laughs> but you, it's, that's the farthest. That's, that's, you're not going to hit the moon if you do that. Right. Cause the moon right. is moving. The yeah. earth is moving, moving. Everything's moving. Yeah. <laughs> um, so first you get into a, an orbit around the earth and then what you do, it's called a home and transfer. And you you have to continually make adjustments to your orbit to make the orbit extend farther and farther away from the Earth until you finally intersect with the moon. Um, so, and the way that's done is you actually don't point away from the Earth to do that. You actually point straight in the direction that you're currently going. Because remember I told you how you get into orbit is you, you go forward fast enough that you're going to miss the Earth. Well, if you go if after you're doing that, if you continue to go forward even faster, then you just miss the Earth even more, <laughs> and you <laughs> fall further away from the Earth on the other side. Yeah. Um, and then, so if you do that fast enough to where when you fall away from Earth on the other side, you will then intersect with the Moon's sphere of influence, then you can get to the Moon. Interesting. And that's why it takes so much um, damn so, fuel and everything else to get it done. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now you start to understand why it takes so much fuel to do anything in space. Yeah. Um, do you think but, the, uh, the, do you think the 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 penis rocket people have to put a little extra fuel in there to get uh, Shatner up there? Do you think just a, <laughs> just a couple extra pounds so. of fuel? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. He's gonna, especially because Chandler he's going to try to start extra. taking. Yeah. He's going to take control. He's going to try to grab the controls and and start a, uh, <laughs> you know, calling for different people to be beamed up here and there and all kinds of stuff. Sure. He's going to he's going to mess things up. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, they really get. They really should have. Oh, I saw something great. What was it? It was a meme where uh, it's like they showed the announcement of Shatner, or maybe it was that rocket going up, the penis rocket, and then Khan. There's a shot of Khan sitting in his little cockpit, making comments about how Kirk's you know still tasking him or whatever. It was great. <laughs> it was great. I'm doing a terrible job explaining it, but it was it was awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, all right. So the answer is no. No golf ball. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, it's not going to happen. You can hit the, it really the far. The truth is. But- you can hit it far, I'm sure, but the truth is actually really interesting, I think, because all these orbital mechanics are fascinating to a, a nerd like me. But <laughs> but I think it's like there's a lot we don't that we take for granted about how things move on Earth versus because every time you tr- you apply force in one direction, you have to consider that you're already moving in in a certain direction because you're in space there's not a lot of like friction Mm-mm. going on up there Mm-mm. in fact it's if you've played asteroids the you know oh i have video yeah. game yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that when you're going in one direction in asteroids if you if you turn 90 degrees and go and and start going in that direction you're still going to be moving in the direction you were going in right momentum or, uh, it's just now you're also going in a different direction so you have to counter that force it's all and that's how it is in space so yeah. you have to consider all that stuff that's why those uh I, I really do like that the uh the expanse books uh in particular in the show as well but they adhere yeah. to the, the science fiction comes out of like rigorous science fact so mm-hmm. they won't yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they'll make some jumps and those leaps are based on you know fun story ideas and tropes and things but but most of it is grounded in like the ships are going to do most of their burn going backwards um, yeah. uh, because that's kind of how it's going to have to work. It's, there's no such thing as meeting in space with a, a Klingon bird of prey and the Enterprise facing each other exactly straight up as if they're on the same plane. <laughs> right, right. Like all of that kind of stuff. I love when they do that because... And that's, that yeah. is how it is for real. Like when right. you go to the moon, I just explained you do, you have to intersect with the moon's sphere of influence. But if that's all you do, you will go around the moon and come back to somewhere near Earth. (laughs) So what you have to do is you have to get out to the moon and then, like you just said, turn around and start burning your thrusters to slow down Mm -hmm. um, so that you'll stay inside the moons. It's the same when we're going to Mars. You're shooting at it, and then once you get close enough, you turn around and start slowing down so you don't overshoot and come back. Well, it's exciting times for all of us. We're going to get up there, do some golf, uh, Shat- Shatner's going to what? <laughs> low, they're, just, they're just doing a low or, uh, Earth orbit thing. Is that the plan? Do you know? Yeah, that's all. I don't, all. Know. Is that, I don't is that even it? know. If yeah. they, I don't even think they do orbit. Do they? Is it just going well, to go up and peak out and then go back down? Yeah. Or whatever? I yeah. know when they sent those four um, amateur astronauts up recently, um, that they were in orbit, weren't they? They were uh, in orbit because they stayed they up for a couple orbit? of days. I think. they went further than the yes, right? They they were. Yeah. Yeah. Shatner may be just popping in and popping out. The thing is, how long do you really want to be in a ship with Jeff Bezos with that laugh of his? Seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and, and, you know when be. you're in yeah. space, your muscles start to deteriorate. And I don't know if Shatner has many left. Um, <laughs> so you don't want that. To Somebody happen. help me. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get up there and go, what's the deal with the left side of the earth? And 
And you're just going to hear <laughs> over there in the corner. It's like, get me off this thing. What happens if I push this button? <laughs> Don't push it. <laughs> free shipping, free shipping. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've done it. We've explained everything, and that means yeah. we're done. Uh, Bobby, why don't you tell the fine folks where All Around Science can be found and why it's going to be good for their scientific health to check it out. Uh, All Around Science, you can download it or go to our website, allaroundscience.com. Um, just look for All Around Science. We just, we're just we about to record tonight, as we often do on Thursday nights. And so our Monday episode, I'm going to be talking about... Um, some things I'm answering a question from someone that you all know. Oh, September oh, 9 of 12. Oh, um, cool. Oh, she, uh, we love her. In, yeah, she's yeah, nice. sent in a called us, left a message asking about um, hair care products because you know how much I love my hair. Yeah, look at um, that. it's beautiful. <laughs> it's lovely. So, uh, so I'm actually going to answer. Uh, it made me take this deep dive into learning how, how hair care products work because you kind of take it for granted, like mm-hmm. you just use it and it works and then. And everything, and but I, I decided to figure so. out. Yeah. Well, well, that's my, been my position is like <laughs> I'm always very skeptical of hair care products because it's like a it's like a beauty product, and everybody's always it's all anecdotal evidence. Everybody's in marketing and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I decided to take a super deep dive. And I don't know what these things are you're describing. Hair care <laughs> yeah, products. What is this hair care? Yeah. Hair. What is hair? Hair. It's hair. it's what you it's what you probably should have used and maybe you'd still have hair. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. I didn't take good care of my hair. Yeah, that was it. I'm sure. Uh, it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, good stuff. Blame go, the victim. Go check that out. Uh, also, real quick, South Carolina. Uh, don't don't email me. It was a pure joke. I think you guys are great. <laughs> I really do. I think you guys are awesome. I don't like doing blanket stuff. I'm trying to do less of that. The stereotypes aside, you guys are awesome. You're lucky to have Bobby and, and, and Brian Dunaway and all these amazing yeah. friends of mine. It's a beautiful place with beautiful but, trees. But Lindsey Graham is terrible. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. There's one part. There's one part we were right about. All right, we'll see you later. Okay. Now on to, all the, next, right. to the next thing. What is the next thing? Oh, A little bit of news? Yeah. We got time. Yeah. Why a little the hell bit of news. Here it is. And dance by the light of the moon. It's time for the news brought to you by brought to you by Coverville today at 1 p.m. Mountain Time at uh, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Hey, three birthdays, three 70 year olds, uh, people who turn 70 this fall. Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders, Bob Geldof of the Boomtown Rats and John Cougar Mellencamp. Mellencamp. Wasn't he just John Mellencamp now? What is he now? He's just John Mellencamp now. When he started out, he was Johnny Cougar. Then it was John Cougar. Then it was John Cougar Mellencamp. And now just John Mellencamp. Wow. But uh, uh, since some of the covers will be of his John Cougar days... I hear you, Jack and Diane. Um, there will be, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll introduce him as John Mellencamp or introduce him like he's going to be on the show. Sure. As if. Yeah. Uh, anyway, those three, <laughs> and two of them actually collaborated on something. So you'll hear a cover by two of these people, uh, either Chrissy Hind, Bob Geldof, or John Mellencamp, two of them, and mm. uh, covering Graham Nash. So that's something wow. to try and figure out between now and then. Sure. Uh, this is all coming up 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Sounds lovely. I, whenever I think of um, 
uh, the other guy, not John Mellencamp. Bob Geldof. Bob Geldof. I just think of uh-huh. the Wall because isn't he Pink in the Floyd Wall? The Wall. Yeah, he's yeah. the he plays Pink in Pink Floyd the Wall. That's right. And then he was uh, whenever they were doing the uh, all the charity business in the eighties, he was always up front and on the camera going. He was USA Ooh. for not USA for uh, Africa. He was uh, Band Aid. Band Aid. Head of uh, Band Aid. Yeah, Band Aid. Yep. Band Aid. Band Aid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always get the mix up with. Do farming. they know it's Christmas time at all? Uh, it's not as bad. Uh, no covers of that, obviously, okay. on the show because it's not Christmas. No, and, uh, hell no, so it's not go. Christmas. Uh, he's also one of the ugliest people I've ever seen. All right, moving on. He's not an attractive man. No, yeah, it's okay. You know, like Sorry. a lot of those yeah. uh, that eras like British rocker dudes. It's they're all kind of ugly. It's fine. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You guys be who you are. <laughs> uh, let's get on to this here story here. Uh, there's a rare animal crane who is uh, who's gonna marry a dude at the at the zoo. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, finally we can finally. Uh... <laughs> I know, right? I feel like we've been waiting yeah. for this. Um, and now finally, man can marry bird. Uh, walnut, the white naped crane. Oh, I love the. Uh, hold on a second. I gotta play a thing that I always play that Bo said once. Hold on. Uh, here. How about white naped cranes? If you need anything? Just. Yell walnut. I just like how he. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. That's <clears throat> pretty good. She and Chris Crow, not spelled like the bird, but like Russell, uh, yeah. her beloved zookeeper with an avian inspired name, uh, have been domestic partners for 14 years and they're still going strong. Uh, by the way, that's much longer than your average celebrity marriage, notes this article. That's true. <laughs> it's true. It does. It worked out pretty good. Like, you yeah. know, the other day I was just thinking to myself, uh, I was watching something where uh, Chris Pratt and the Schwarzenegger lady yeah. uh, daughter were, uh, I don't know her name, uh, were touting something they're doing. I don't know what it was. And I just right then went, how long do they really have? You know? <laughs> well, because we thought it was going to be Chris Pratt and uh, Anna Ferris forever, right? Yeah, we thought that was the cute couple and they were going to never yeah. be apart and it was going to be great forever. Nope. So what's this deal? This deal can't. I just there's no way. Thanksgiving at the at the Schwarzeneggers. How does that even work? Listen, I think I think Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively will be together forever. I think they, I think you've got the king and queen of the prom right there, mm. and uh, because who are they? Who who would they ever find to trade up to? Well, I mean, he was he was he was wasn't he married to Black Widow for before? Wasn't that Scarlett? The, was yeah. he with Scarlett Johansson? I, I mean, were, I know he was with her, but were they married or were they? Um, I thought they were oh, married. Yeah, they were married. Yeah, yeah, they were. So that didn't go well, but that, that could be her. It could be a her thing. Who knows what these reasons are? But the point is, like, I just don't mm-hmm. see it. I can't see Chris Pratt staying. I don't know why. I just can't see it. <laughs> it's fine if they. Star Lord, man. If they, you know, man, if come they on. do, man, look. If they pull a Tom Hanks, uh, what's her name combo, oh, yeah. if Rita they, Wilson. Yeah, if they pull off one of those, that'd be awesome. That'd be. I'd be really happy for him. But I just. Yeah, I, I mean, it all. I. This this could be just a theory of mine, but if if you're at different levels, establish different levels. It seems like it's a lot easier to make one of those marriages work than if you're. At the same A list, B list level, com- yeah. uh, constantly competing. Yeah. But um, but then again, I mean, you know, again, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. I would say that they're they're both upper echelon. Maybe him more so. I don't know. 
marriage in Hollywood. Let's see. I'm going to see who has the longest. <laughs> who has but, the longest? You know, name. you hear about divorces with celebrities because they're celebrities. Mm-hmm. You don't hear when the people on the block, you know, one block over, are getting a divorce. And I don't know how much more. I'm sure it's more just because of the pressures. But how much more are celebrity relationships? broken up like that compared to the national average of divorce yeah it's, it, it maybe it's not as close as we think you know maybe it's not maybe on the aggregate or it's just, closer than we think or closer mean. than we think is what i mean yeah 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 um like some of these people kirk douglas got married in freaking let's see uh like the 50s and he was married right up until the minute he died mm-hmm. he did die right I think he did. Uh, I think he did. Yeah. Alan Ald has been married to his wife since like 83 or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, there are some, but but who is Alan Alda's wife? I mean, she's not... She's not a big comp- competing person. Not a star person. of Alan yeah. Alda level. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think that's the key. I really do think that's I, the key. Uh, well, and I could, it, again, it could be... I mean, uh, Kim Kardashian and uh, Kanye West. I would say those were two A-list celebrities neither of which i'd want to be around for any amount of time whatsoever <laughs> yeah but there i mean that, that thing's been on the rocks and then back and then the rocks like i don't think that's yeah it's, last uh, it's on it's uh, done now oh is it over yeah 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 it's oh, over those i didn't two hear i hadn't heard. i think those two are splitsville How, i think aren't they are it, they i don't know boy maybe i need the chat room to say no they're back together again brian i haven't checked tmz in a while so i have no idea what's yeah. going on so anyway, uh, zookeepers and cranes. <laughs> the important bit is this this thing on IMDb says Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip until his death were the longest married celebrities of all time. 70 years Oh, almost. really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Does that, boy, that's hard to count as a celebrity couple, though. I agree. Although, if you really think about they the royalty. They were born into celebritydom. It's they, not like they, they, they were. They were. But they're but that they're the ultimate so like royalty in the modern age like the the monarchy is so stupid, yeah, so stupid. But everyone knows who they are, so that's celebrity, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you boil it down to its essence, they're celebrities, but um, they're also not really competing for anything. Like she's trying to get some new queen gig. <laughs> <laughs> that's true i'm auditioning for a new queen gig uh oh yep. philip quit you cut it out quit uh you're going for it too damn it yeah and she's more of the she's more of the celebrity than he is anyway i mean he was yeah. always just the bug-eyed weirdo in the back of the car um, <laughs> so this guy's gonna marry this crane it's all kind of ceremonial it's not this this isn't one of those yeah. weird stories where he's you know having sex with a crane that's not the, the right. <laughs> right you consummate the marriage yeah it's not that but uh, the bird loves him and won't go anywhere without him and is completely imprinted on him and is like basically his life mate so it's too bad her name her name is walnut and not maris because then it'd be really funny <laughs> it would be really funny Maris Crane. Except you can never see her. We'd never get a picture of her. Right. We'd never get to see the crane. Yes. Yeah. Uh, final yeah. story. This is for our Alaska fans. Amos, if you're listening, this is for you, bud. A group of violent otters is mysteriously attacking people and dogs in Alaska. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. State authorities are searching for a group of violent river otters, uh, also known as the uh, Lutra Candandesis. Desis. You want Canadensis. To there you go. Lutra Canadensis. You did better than me. Uh, that have been mysteriously attacking adults, children, and dogs in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, three other attacks, including one which injured a child, were reported across the city in September, leaving officials from the department uh, there to ask residents to, quote, be alert around local lakes and rivers. 
this dude's got fang marks on his back thigh, one otter on his front marks. thigh. Yeah, wow. from otters, from uh, freaking lake otter things. Um, let's Damn. see. Uh, this isn't the first time that they've attacked the dogs in the city. They had incidents in 2009 or t- 2029. Or, pff, 19 is what I'm looking for there. But <laughs> Two dogs, one Labradoodle, Husky Mix uh, were attacked and pulled underwater by otters after swimming in lakes in Anchorage. Jeez. These, wow. <laughs> these otters are dicks. No kidding. Yeah. Dick otters is what those is are. It, uh like a like a uh, rabies like are they rabbit or something like is there some sort of medical condition because the you know the otters at SeaWorld seem kind of nice they yeah, seem they, friendly yeah, they seem nice they just crack crack open uh, yeah. shells on their chest and smile at you I'm looking at them here uh, some lake otters yeah they're still they're still adorable but apparently these things are mean hmm. oh they look like little puppy dogs look at this chat room I'm gonna show a couple of chat here. Right. look at these here. Look at this. How could you not like these guys? Look at this guy's face. How could you not like them otters? Yeah. He's like a little lake otter. Look at this guy coming up. You'd give him a little piece of your grilled cheese or whatever you're eating. <laughs> sure. They're so cute. Yeah, sea lions and otters are both adorable, but reportedly will tear you to pieces and swallow you whole. So wow. watch out. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. We got quite the email today, so we're going to deal with that. Uh, that'll be fun. Cool. Uh, that'll be after this song selection. Brian, will you explain what it is, please? We are going to London for this one, and uh, a band called, you wouldn't expect this in London, but they're a band called Los Bichos. What? <laughs> what? What? Los Bichos. Okay. They are a four-piece, all-female uh, like a surf guitar, retro surf guitar sounding group. These guys are great. I don't know why I haven't heard of these guys before, but I, I'm in love already. Well, here's why I haven't heard of them. They're releasing their debut album oh. uh, on, in February 2022. I mean, we've got time. Yeah. You know, you've got time to prepare for their uh, debut album coming out in like four months. Uh, five months. What is that? Five months. Five months. Anyway. Yeah. Um, They have a lead single that's just come out. It's called Las Panteras and a really cool sort of retro spy TV, fake TV show intro kind of thing, kind of like the Beastie Boys sabotage, but, uh, you know, featuring these four women in Los Bichos. Uh, (laughs) It's great. This song is great. It's Las, Las Panteras from the upcoming album, Let the Festivities Begin. Here are Los Bichos.
Hey, you guys, what's going on? You know, it's fall. It's fall. Do you, do you feel it? Uh, we could all use a, a, a stiff breeze. <laughs> this episode's brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, listen, confidence can take you pretty far in life. It can help you in the bedroom as well, especially when it comes to stepping up to the plate. Well, that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. And you can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. This process is pretty simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. No doctor visits, no sitting around in that office waiting for anybody, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made right here in the USA and prepared and shipped directly to your door as well in a very discreet package. So, first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? That's right. Bluetooth can help you in, uh, you know, the ways you need it to help you. <laughs> so, if you could benefit from that little bit of extra confidence when it's time to perform, Bluetooth can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code TMS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code TMS, to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information as well. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring today's episode. I don't want to offend anyone, but if your favorite flavor of the Pop-Tarts is brown sugar, you're a, you're a freak. I bought the kind of beans you have to soak overnight. These had better be the best goddamn beans ever. Back everybody, that song again. That song again, uh, Las Panteras by the London band Los Bichos. Mm. Well, there are people Check in the out. chat who do like the. I like brown sugar pop tarts too. Now, does she mean you're a freak in a bad way or in a good way? I think in a bad way. If I oh guess. well, then I disagree. I like. Uh, she's wrong. I like I, brown sugar. Well, I used to like them anyway. Are you, yeah, pop tarts in general. I don't right? know what they are. They're 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 not good for you. What? Uh, they're barely food. You know, <laughs> just out of curiosity, uh, pop tart, brown sugar pop tart. I'm turning in one of those uh, annoying assholes that um, <laughs> has to look up calorie counts for anything. I know, I do that too. This is, uh, this one is... pouch of brown sugar, uh, 410 calories. That's 410? What I should be eating every day. Yeah. A 410 for a single pop tart? No, for one pouch, that's oh, two Pop-Tarts. Okay, two Pop-Tarts. But still. Still. Yeah, but still. That's meant to yep. be a serving, right? That's one one serving is a pouch, yeah. Yeah, that's for that's for little kids who climb walls and beat up stuff and break furniture. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Or just, or just people with better metabolism than this 52-year-old. Yeah, right I don't have that anymore. I can't do that anymore. Man, I've been hardcore the last yeah. few days, and um, it's, uh, it's actually, it's weird. I have more energy. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you do what the doctor says. Exercise more and eat better. Hmm. Totally. Hmm. I got on the bike yesterday. I have a new thing um, where I get on the bike with uh, the big screen in front of me, the projector screen, and 
shoot. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I, I effed up. It's me. Hold on. Okay, that was dumb. <laughs> oh, there we go. No, what happened is Wendy calls, or I call Wendy. She doesn't answer yeah. the first time. So while you're talking, I go to re-ring her, and right as I click it, she joins the call. She comes on, and you hang up on both of yeah, us. So we sat means, chatted for a while. We're you know we're yeah. all caught up. Yeah, you guys were all good friends. You. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, sorry about that. That was anyway. Dumb. Now he got on the bike and did YouTube, and I alternate. Like when I change videos, I have to change um, levels of. Uh, resistance on the bike yeah. so uh, you know the longer the video <laughs> the better or worse depending on what level of resistance I'm at yeah no kidding well that's cool I'm glad you're doing that uh, yeah. so it is Wendy Wendy's, Wendy's uh, it is my Wendy. sister yeah she's here uh, let me I gotta play a thing for her hold on where is it okay here it is nope that's not it where is it why don't I have it everyone knows it's Everyone knows uh, my sister, Wendy, an actual therapist, someone who helps people all the time with their real problems. And uh, for whatever reason, is the most academic of the entire Johnson clan. Uh, she's here uh, joining us as she does on Thursdays. And that's good to have you back. Hi. Hi, Wendy. How the heck are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. How are you guys? That's good. We're good. I think we're, we're good. good. Are we good? We're good. good. We're good. good. We're good. Yeah, we're doing yeah. good. Uh, yes. Hey, uh, you're uh, uh, was I going to say? I had a thing to tell you. Ah, oh, crap. I can't remember what, what oh oh I know what it is. I put up this video. I just wanted to share this with you. I put up this video on Facebook uh, and everywhere, but in particular Facebook because that's where she found it. But I put up this video, just remarking at these giant skeletons. I guess you can get them at Spirit Halloween or whatever those stores, but they're yeah. like three times bigger than a human being. Oh and, really? Yeah, okay. and they have big blinky um, LED eyes. Yeah, and they had them up on this on this uh, person's the, their condo on top of the balcony up there, and they're just freaky, just big tall things. And I was like, "Whoa! I imagine what these look like when they weren't dead." You know, making just some dumb commentary <laughs> in the video. Yeah, and yeah. I get a text from Tara, our sister. Uh, oh, we, I don't hear very often. I get I get a text from her. And she goes, "Are you okay? You sounded really sick in the last video that I saw." <laughs> and I said. I did. I go. What do you mean? And she's like, "You sounded like you were really sick, or something was wrong." And so I said, "Well, I, I guess I appreciate the concern, but I sent her a quick voice memo and said, "Hey, look at me. I'm talking normal. This is me. I'm everything's good." And she says, "Yeah, I was just worried. I'm glad everything's okay." And I just was the oddest interaction I've ever had That's with her. Funny. Well, Claire even said the video where you had a stroke midway. <laughs> oh, it doesn't have a stroke. It was just me being goofy. Like I can't believe how many people. Uh, I guess two. Two people saw that video and thought I was losing it. And I don't know why. It was just me goofing off. Anyway, uh, that's not the point. What's the point? Wendy's here. We're going to do a question. Hey, yeah. Wendy, this is a hard one. Are you ready for this hard question? That yeah, we're yeah. Get? Before we get into that, because be, it's going to be so dark and sad. Heavy. That I, it's heavy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have two things to say All right. real quick that Go. are light and funny. Right. One is, and I sent you the little link. I, I, I'm just going to ask the listeners if you guys would do me a little favor. <laughs> All right. So you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the thing you mentioned yesterday. Yeah, they 100. Yeah. These guys will do this. Yeah. Okay. So Pete is uh, a fourth grader, and his elementary school does this like um, fundraising thing. And I could not hate fundraisers more. I know. <laughs> I hate them too. Like, sure. So every time we just write a check to the school for whatever he has to do you know it's sort of like mm -hmm. please try to earn thirty dollars so we're like here's thirty dollars like i'm not gonna i yeah. hate it 
You so need much. to sell a hundred boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Okay, please I, let me buy a hundred boxes. Yeah. I bought a hundred and I'll hand them to my neighbors. Like I can't stand it. Anyway, um, so this thing comes out. He loves it. He's so excited. And it's like a physical fitness and leadership training. And, you know, I'm always grumbling, like, how much money does the school actually get? You know, all that grumpiness. Yeah. And so anyway, he says to me, um, hey, no, Abe says while we're talking, Abe goes, hey, do you remember that time all the TMS listeners wrote in and voted for my story in Sweden? Do you remember that? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I remember Maybe that. Yeah. Right. It was and a story contest. Ended yeah. up like crashing their website multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. And then his whole his whole class got to go to Denmark and go to this super fun water park because they got the most votes. Anyway, so Abe brings this up and Pete has this look on his face like, Mom, <laughs> do you think you can ask your friends? And I'm like, the listeners <clears throat> I said, yeah, but okay. So here's here's my request. Scott has the link. Yep. Just if you could go in and put, give him 50 cents. Here, I'm going to put it in the chat room right now. And just uh, whatever whatever you can spare. And I'm sure. really kidding. Like, no, not real money, people. Just, you know, be funny. Yeah. Um, And oh. then he could just have a couple sponsors. That would be really... Here and it is. then I'll write a check for whatever's left. Here it is, chat. That explains everything that's that it's about, and so you can get all the details. But I just put it. Yeah, in. it's nice and cute. And I'm yeah. just he just he called me on that like I, you helped my older brother with your fandoms. I'm like, um, okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. I think this so is good. And Peter, Peter's a rad kid. He deserves uh, all the best ever. So this is a cool thing. So it's my for those listening and aren't in the chat room today. <clears throat> it's myapexevent.com. Okay, that's easy to remember. Myapexevent.com. Here's the hard part. Slash F1KJZM. Okay, it doesn't really spell anything. It's just a random thing. Uh, uh, yeah. they should, it's his little page. It's just his little page. And that and, picture is literally like two years ago. He doesn't look like that at all. No, you should see his hair, it. man. His hair is <laughs> glorious. Right? No, 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 his hair is um, He's a really sweet kid and and... Uh, if you if you want to if we want to blow them out and have every other parent go what the frick happened uh, this would be the way to do it all right so get in there check Seriously, it out and then I will I will make him swear to not tell anyone about it and just was like no I just got these <laughs> yeah but imagine you know like fifty cents a buck whatever just get, go destroy the site that's what yeah. we're looking for all right wouldn't that be fun okay um, thanks that's all I, I set up say. a uh, I set up a tiny URL for it by the way if you go to tinyurl.com slash I hate fundraisers <laughs> then it'll automatically take you to Peter's page that's awesome that's awesome tinyurl.com slash I hate slash I hate fundraisers perfect Brian freaking perfect all right that's amazing all right go check it out do that okay. let's so make, now on to real things yes let's yes. make Peter's life cool all right uh let's move on now to and remember this is Peter who had his guts on the outside when he was born remember that yeah, they're now on the inside they're on the inside <laughs> and his belly button's weird so let's support him and give him what he Very needs weird. all right uh let's get to this question it's kind of a hard one but uh I think it's a good one to handle I told the, the person who wrote it that we would be talking about it today so yeah, hopefully they're, they're, in, the, they're in the chat room. Oh, they are good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll keep it anonymous. It says, hi there. I didn't know if I should write you here or on the TMS email. Uh, that probably doesn't matter to this. I just wanted to let you know that my 15-year-old nephew, Michael, took his own life today. Could you please ask Wendy how I should be dealing with this? He has had a history of mental illness, and my brother and sister-in-law have been trying to get him the best help possible for the last few years, as they are quite well off monetarily. 
but it was ju- it just wasn't enough. I told him all the time if he ever needed anyone to talk to, I was always a phone call away, no matter what time of day or night, and no judgment whatsoever. I'm sitting here shocked, sad, and most of all angry. I'm angry at him. I'm angry at myself. I'm angry at whatever uh, deity runs the universe. I feel guilty that I'm so angry at him. My elderly parents probably won't uh, make it through this. Is this? They are not in the best of health. I just wanted to ask you and Brian and Wendy, what do I do here? So uh, that's a rough one. And uh, yeah. Yeah. man, like suicide and how it affects families. And especially when uh, you know they're young kids and you have tried everything. It sounds like they've done a lot here. Um, yeah. Especially, I don't know. There's a, there's an uncle thing that I kind of relate yeah. to here where they like, I have some kids in, you know, extended family who are nieces or nephews to me who they'll come to, they'll talk to me more freely than they'll talk to their parents. Does that make sense? Right. Like they just think I'm the cool uncle. So they want to talk to me and tell me stuff. And so it would be re- I, I, if one of those nephews or nieces, if this happened to me, I would be, I'd be devastated in a way that would oh, feel yeah. like not that it's worse or better or anything than anybody else involved, especially immediate family and that sort of thing. But there is a special kind of bond you have with your nieces and nephews if you're, if you're close to them. And I just think this sounds rough. So anyway, yeah. all of that said, uh, what do you want to, what do you want to do here? Yeah. I mean, first just our sympathies. I mean, how, yeah how difficult this is and, and to just really validate the feeling, right. Of of being sad, shocked and, and angry, angry makes so much sense. And what's so hard in grief is that, you know, most of us aren't really great with understanding or having a good relationship with our anger so that it, you know, when it shows up with such force in such a difficult time, it, it can be really alarming. Yeah. Um, and we can feel really bad about it. Uh, and so it, it's, but it's there and it's a normal response to this shock and this loss and, you know, and, and we all will have regrets. Um, if anything happened to anyone suddenly, right. I think, I think the only kind of death and dying, any of us can say we have no regrets are when we had a long time knowing it was coming and we were prepared, which even, doesn't happen sometimes in those cases, right? I think it's very human mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. feel all of these things. So right. it's rough. Um, so he he brought up a couple of things, and, and I think maybe maybe some framework around this would be helpful. Um, uh, suicide is really tricky. It's tricky because. If you've never had suicidal thoughts, and by the way, we're going to, we're talking, and usually Scott, you've, you've seen TV nowadays when there's any themes of suicidality or hints to suicidality, they always put like um, a reference to uh, the helpline, mm-hmm. national helpline and suicide prevention stuff and references to getting access to mental health because it can really trigger other people, just the discussion of it. So we should have that as a warning that you, we we got too far in before we warned. Yeah. It's good Um, that we're doing it now because what, what some, some of those TV shows wait till the show's over and then go, what you just saw was me. And I think that's the wrong end to put it on. You need to tack it on the top and just get it out there early. And then, you know, then tell your story. Right. And, and because for a couple of reasons, it's very triggering to any survivors. And there are more and more survivors or they're connected to people who are, 
who have taken their lives. And so, you know, it's a lot of folks um, and sometimes just adjacent to people as well. But, you know, I think nowadays most people know somebody or somebody's family member um, that has taken their life. So it's that there's that. And then there's also those who are having thoughts. Um, and so I'm going to talk about that in a minute here, but for those having thoughts, in fact, sometimes it can be somewhat, um, not contagious in the same way we think of like a germ spreading, but that someone I've been having suicidal thoughts and then someone I know takes their life. People can respond to that very differently. Some can, it can be sort of a, a strange wake up call to the realities of their thinking and they may seek help. Other times it feels like, oh, this person had the courage to do it. And, and then there's following right. that can happen. And so that's why the, the warnings are important. And also recognizing there are there is the national hotlines and other resources that people can reach out to if they're having these kinds of thoughts. So so let's let's back up really quick and talk about him. And then I'll get into how sort of suicidal thinking works um, and, and often what happens there. So this is a young kid who's, you know, family sounds like they were really trying to get him the best possible help. Um, and he still managed to find a way to take his life. And that is really devastating. Um, and no one story is worse than another. And I think sometimes that happens, right? When, when someone passes away, we're like, oh, oh, they died of cancer. And we're like, oh, and we have a response to that, right? That's different when, than they say, oh, they got in a car accident. We have another response to that. Or they died in their sleep and we don't know why. Oh, do we lose her? Oh, no, do we lose her? There? Oh, you're oh, back. There we yeah. go. No, okay. that thing's happening again where you're calling through my phone. Oh, oh I don't That's That is weird. That. I don't okay. know why it does that. Once you've answered, thing. once you've answered, it shouldn't. I don't know why it does that. It's stupid. <laughs> I know. It's so odd. Anyway, yeah. sorry. So going back to like everyone, we, we all have our different responses to different things. And some are more sort of common for us to think or feel about a certain um, way someone has passed away and death by suicide is particularly fraught, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, there's stigma depending on what sort of different social or religious groups you belong to. There is really bad ways people handle this and others, um, you know, sometimes you can feel very isolated and alone. So it's really tricky. And so here he is, you know, he, this is, his nephew, who he obviously cares a lot about, he's got his own grief, his family's grief. Um, and then who knows how everyone talks about it. Yeah. Um, and that was just one thing I wanted to point out. He didn't, he didn't mention this, but, you know, having someone in the family dynamic pass away really shows, it's kind of like putting a fire under whatever the dynamic is. Yeah. Right. And then you add um, death by suicide as a, a very complicated version of that and, and things sort of show up that are, can be tricky. So to, to be gentle with yourself as some of those dynamics show up. And it sounds like, I mean, he did reference that his elderly parents are really struggling and they're not in good health and sure. just the fear and the anger and all of that. So it's really, it's really tough. I would highly recommend um, that he join a group um, it's one of the most powerful things you can do as a survivor of suicide is to, it really helps you not feel alone, process through the anger. Lots of people will have been in your shoes and are in your shoes and have passed walking through your shoes. So there's hope and understanding and it can just be a really powerful tool 
Um, there's lots of online ones. There's just many, many, many options. Um, okay. So all of that said, don't, don't be in this alone. And also grieving with this kid's mom and dad, um, is tricky as well. Like you can't just plan on all the grieving you do just chatting with them if, you know, because they're going to be all over the map for a good long while, if not their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, losing a child's just, just unlike any other thing. And so, you know, really finding a way to work through some of your anger in safe places that don't require them to carry the burden of your anger. And, and I, I'm saying this, I'm trying to be careful about this because yes, you need to grieve together. Um, and your anger is not a burden, but it can be when you are the parents, the grieving parents. Sure. And so to just make sure you're getting understanding where you need to, um, maybe from your own partner or from groups or from other, other ways. Yeah. Um, and again, the anger is very, very normal. The group thing you okay. can, can you just look for stuff like how if somebody's in the situation you're like well okay i live in the city i do what like how do they find out the best support groups in their in their area well you know they could probably it's not it's not they're not going to be too hard to find um they'll probably run through any clinic or your health insurance would have options to send you to um many communities have specialty organizations that work with survivors of suicide and, you know, so it shouldn't be too difficult to find if he really struggles, he could reach out to me and I can help him figure that out um, to find something. But there, there's a lot, there's a lot online. Um, That is the one I don't know how you vet so well, other than if it's through a a national uh, Mm -hmm. sort of reputable organization. So NAMI, N-A-A-M-I is, is great and can probably, probably have some resources there. Um, I know quite a few of international resources. What's interesting is um, I recently went through a suicide prevention three-day training and um, the stats we have from 2020 are actually quite surprising. Mm. Um, So violent crime went up everywhere, but suicide went down. Interesting. Um, yeah, which I don't think was predictable. Was it uh, was it proportional? Like the what the other one goes up, the other goes down at the same at the same rate, or no, okay. not well. Oh, good question. Not not. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I do know this though. That's just this 2020 is the only year it's gone down in the United States. Everywhere else in the world, every other major industrialized nation, it has been falling consistently over the last. 10, 15 years. We're the only country that it's going up. So mm, that's, no, that's no good. Doing great. No, uh, what, I was gonna, oh, uh, there doing, was something else. Right. I heard um, something else the other day about car accidents. Like we're at an all time high or something of car wrecks since, since yeah, 2020. Yeah. It's because everyone's like on edge and has only one inch. Everyone, rope yeah, everyone's used to driving without other people on the road and going nuts on. Yeah. Know, that's on the road probably and, true. Yeah. yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the, you know, one of the ways to understand that um, is, well, we won't, never mind. I won't get into that. But just there's a lot of interesting things in research and understanding um, what suicidality is and how it comes about and how to treat it and what to do. And one of the biggest things is to start to essentially help everybody understand some basics of suicide prevention, right? So what they found is that if you 
um, can ask a person some direct questions about suicide that most often they will answer correctly and you can then know to give them help. Because what's so devastating about these stories over and over and over again tend to be that it's a surprise. I mean, it sounds like this kid was on the radar that he wasn't doing well mentally. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, not knowing about that they've had, they have a plan and they're going to go do something, you know, that's often the surprise. Um, and there's a reason for that. When folks are having suicidal thoughts and, and this is where the trigger warning really is everyone. Okay. Which is you, they will just come and they kind of just start. And often it's something rough happens and it just feels like, Oh, just be better if I wasn't here. That's kind of the beginning of, of how some of these thoughts start to accumulate and they can get more and more severe. And often when someone is having these the suicidal thinking, thinking they're not telling anyone, right? Mm-hmm. The vast majority of people are not saying this out loud because it scares them and it scares others. And so they're, they're not going to do that. And especially if they have are adjacent to, to someone who's taken their life that they can see the sort of damage or wreckage that was left behind. And, you know, they're, they're not going to share this. Um, and so that holding it in, not saying anything. And hopefully sometimes people will go and get treatment at that stage. Often they just hope it goes away. Um, and, or they're not really alarmed by it yet because it's just more of a feeling of like, ugh, I just don't want to be here. Yeah. Um, and then as it progresses and, and this is where, and this is what I wanted to bring up today. And I don't know if this is helpful for this guy and I, I hope it is. And I apologize if it is not, but there is some, a lot of relief I think that comes to survivors when they understand, and this isn't everybody, but as a general rule, what sort of happens to a person's thinking as they get further and further down this road of suicidality and they start planning and then they eventually um, do the plan. And many people are successful, especially if they have access to guns um, or, or means that are, you know, they plan to the point where there's, there's no way no one can help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do they get from just like living their life and the thought of taking their life would terrify them to a point where they do a very common path is this beginning to see that they are a burden on everyone else. And a real belief that other people are better off without them. Mm. And that's when we get into really serious territory. And it's because it, it it's really truly that they believe if they end their life, everyone is better. And of course, when you're a survivor, all you're thinking is everything is worse, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how, and, and I have heard these words countless times. How could they be so selfish? Mm-hmm. Because they have just wrecked all of our lives and they, they did this themselves. And so this must be a selfish act. But what actually it is, um, and many folks who've gotten near to that that place and that I have worked with and have gotten help and recovered, they will say it is so real. It's so real to them that it's better that they were dead, that their mother would be happier, that their children would be better. Everyone is better off. It is, it is where their brain goes to as total truth. Now think about that for a moment. Mm. If your brain had told you that and it was so convincing and it felt so real. Think of what you might do. 
Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You might, it would take a lot of courage actually. Um, and, and so that flip in the script that our brain does is very fascinating. You know, I've, I've thought a lot about this. How does, how does our whole biology override itself? Right. What organism tells itself to die? Cause isn't survival the whole point. Right. Yeah. But it requires the, the brain to get into this very upside down state for that to ever happen. So suicide prevention, what's, what's so powerful about it is that it's, it's actually fairly simple. It's because of the secrecy and the quiet and the holding it all in and thinking you're the only one who thinks this and, and um, what is wrong with me and, and not getting help and not saying it out loud. Um, it perpetuates this and it gets worse and worse. Right. right. So often when you, when someone is coming into an emergency room or someone is being, you know, everyone's alarmed, we're pretty far down this path. Um, and that, that suicide prevention, it'd be great if we can, you know, get more information out there and help people recognize some of these patterns earlier and know that there is good help for them because the, the question. So, so let me, let me say what the questions are. And this takes a lot of guts. I mean, I'm a therapist. I've literally had a thousand conversations where I've at, had to determine if this person was suicidal or not. Um, and I still find myself going, I mean, they're not saying anything that makes them seem like they might be, but just, I don't know. I got to do it. Right. Right. I'm, they're literally paying me to do it. And it's still hard. So that's all I'm telling you is that everyone in the world, sh it, this should be difficult to some extent because this is so personal and difficult to ask somebody but these questions are so powerful for this very reason is that when someone is having suicidal thinking and you ask them, are you having suicidal thoughts? That's the first question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, obviously people can lie to you. Right. But in my case, that really happens. And they'll say, yes, I am. And the, the next question is have, do you have a plan? Like, is, is this, are these thoughts, building to you have an idea of how you, you would want to end your life. Yeah. And if the answer is yes to that, then that's, that is when, if you are not qualified, I have other tools that I have access to. Um, I don't have to rush them to the hospital that minute, but you know, if you are a family member or a lay person who doesn't have any idea about this and you are suspicious that there's some strange things happening and this person's not okay. And you ask those questions and they give you affirmative answers or they're not answering, then it is time to, to get them help immediately. Yeah. And so calling a hotline, walking it through with a specialist, understanding what, what you ought to do, you know, get support. Don't, don't think you're doing this on your own. Um, but those can absolutely save lives because those are the things that are haunting them and going through their brain, waking them up at night and they're relentless and they're suffering. And so sometimes we just sort of, we don't, we don't often try to get in each other's heads. I mean, maybe you guys do. <laughs> I don't <laughs> um, in my private life. Right. Um, but yeah. getting inside somebody's head this way can be one of our most powerful tools. Now, right. obviously this guy, and this is why I hesitated going into all of this because it doesn't help his situation um, because this has already taken place. And it sounds like he, this kid had all these professionals already in his life and people doing their best. And there are other versions of this than the one I just described. Yeah. Um, but all the time there is some type of dialogue in a person's head where ending their life just seems to make the most sense. And, 
and gives them actually psychological relief. Um, and so that's when we get into dangerous territory and need to have tools and asking the right questions. In fact, you know, part of this suicide prevention thing is this is the first time in the 20 years I've been practicing that it's free. And it was like, invite everyone, you know, and these were the world's experts. Like we need everyone to know how to do this. Um, and there's some, some just good training out there for lay folk and also for, um, organizations and companies and just, you know, for just everyone to get a little better at knowing how to prevent suicide and just, you know, better. And then you also, when you start to experience any of those things, cause it can happen to anybody, um, that, you know, you can get help. It isn't, it isn't rare. It isn't as rare as we all think it, it is. Yeah. It's that most people don't end up taking their lives, but most people have had these thoughts. Um, and maybe they figure out how to get help or to they stop or whatever, but um, yeah, normalizing that this is this strange part of being a human and what can we do to save lives is, is kind of the key. Yeah. For the first time so, ever, uh, my, our, our primary doctor physician person um, yeah. this week at a doctor's appointment, uh, they introduced some new, you know, they all have questionnaires before you go in there. Are you experiencing sure. any of these things or, you know, all that stuff and you just fill it out. Um, they had a whole mental health sheet that they do now. And then it's not even what they specialize in there at all. But it's like, yeah. have you had thoughts of self-harm? Have you uh, experienced, you know, massive depression episode? You know, like all this sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, even though I'd filled it out at the end, they still ask some of those questions in the in the, pre- yeah. or the pre-evaluation or whatever. And I was a little surprised, but I guess that's probably more and more a thing. Where, yeah. Yeah. Well, and where it's, it's a great touch point for people's lives, right? And there is a trust in maybe a doctor that wouldn't be there for a random neighbor asking you or whatever. And so it's a, it's a great um, preventative measure. They do it with child abuse and, and food insecurity. So when I go to the doctor with my kids, the questions they ask and they ask my kids separately from me. And then they ask Mm -hmm. about just, do we have heat and food and, you know, just all of the things to try to, you know, it's, it's, it's a good central location often. Yeah. to do that. And and that's going to be more the norm. Um if you haven't experienced that yet, is sooner or later your your physician offices will do that and other you know places. I feel like the dentist is getting close to asking things like that. Like it's yeah. going to be a lot of like those touch points um that we can catch things earlier because it is it's so much like most things it's easier to treat earlier, harder to treat later because the brain really gets used to those neural pathways. Yeah. Um, it can be really tricky. So going back to the, the email emailer and his, um, his grief. So if I just sort of summarize, like understanding more about suicide is going to be very helpful. So go to good sources. I have a friend whose father just took his life and she was so angry and she was saying all the words that I'm sure this guy has said and just how, you know, I'm so mad. And why didn't he tell me? And, you know, I could have helped and all of that regret and stuff. That's, that's very normal part of, of grieving this type of loss. But I've watched her as she has understood and she's attended a group and she got a therapist and, um, her anger is morphing into understanding and compassion. And it's really, you can't just jump there. You can't just be told to go, well, can't you have compassion or just jump there? You have to work through these feelings and her understanding of what 
suicidal thinking is, how, how her father got to that place, trying to understand and hear other people's stories has just been crucial to, to healing. And so I highly, highly recommend that. And, um, and also, you know, allowing yourself a good amount of time to feel and to understand this and, and to grieve and support your family and, and be very gentle with yourself as you do this, because this is incredibly difficult, but you're also not alone. There's a lot of folks who can support you in that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I hope this uh, happens. It's funny when I first got the email, I wasn't sure who it was, but now I know who it is. And now I'm, I, it's funny, the more personal it gets, the more, <laughs> the more I think Brian and I, uh, get affected by it. And, uh, mm-hmm, I'm really, sure. really pulling yeah. for this guy. We already like him a lot and want him to, to get some catharsis here if he can find it. And I hope his family can find some as well. Uh, let us know, give us a follow up. let us know how things went and, um, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do nothing but hope for the best for you. Um, Wendy, uh, I think that's it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do this again next week. It might not be as hard of a subject, but it'll be something. And, uh, you know, we'll do it right here on the show. Uh, real, real steps.org doing anything soon that people should be aware of. Absolutely. This is very crucial advertisement. So everyone listen up. All right. Uh, yes, we are starting. October 18th, you have till midnight, October 17th to sign up It's six weeks this time. And it is going to be amazing. Mm. <laughs> like okay. I, I am always kind of excited, but I am so excited for this one. And I, we've already have a bunch of people signed up. A lot of new people who um, think it's a diet program. It is not. It is so much better. It is so much better. Mm. I can't wait. And then lots of returning folks who are going to, do some mentoring and some awesome stuff. So it's going to be a blast. So sign up October 17th is the deadline. And you know what? I love 1159 signups. I don't care. Be mm. very last. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check it out. Realsteps.org. That's great. Yeah. Uh, you, you're you like me. I, I do this thing where I'll kind of hint at a thing, but not really say what it is, uh, like how, how great it is, but you'll have to sign up to find out. I do that all the time. People call it pulling a Johnson. So you just pulled a Johnson. Nice job. <laughs> you did good. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what it is, except then what's the surprise? Yeah, there's you want the surprise. Exactly. No, I'm with you. you Solidarity here. It's a Johnson thing. We should die to our grave. It is a Johnson. Dad would do that. Mom, she ever do that? Mom, kind of. Dad would do it for sure. Uh, We have issues. Yeah, we do. We need counselors. Wait, what are we doing? All right. Hey, Wendy, (laughs) have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Bye. See ya. And you guys, seriously, go do that Peter thing. Just it doesn't have to yeah. be much, just enough to make it worth the time. But like fifty cents, like whatever. I just want you to blow their right. socks off over there and all that. And Brian's URL is amazing. All right, <laughs> let's. Uh, yeah, if I just did a test with it, and it took me to a preview page. But then you click proceed to the site, and it goes to the right page. Oh, that's. But weird. other times I tested it, went right to the page, and other people are obviously it's working for people because it's he's already up to one hundred and sixty bucks. Tinyurl dot. Um, let me see if it works for me because I didn't actually try sure. it. I guess I hate I hate fundraisers. I hate fund, and I really do. <laughs> I know. I'm amazed it wasn't already taken. Oh, you're right. It is a preview. I have to proceed. Yeah, that's weird. It that, is weird. Yeah. yeah, but it didn't the first time I tried it. So I don't know if it's if maybe the amount of use it's getting is causing it to kick yeah, up a preview. I, I don't know. know. That's really weird. All right. Well, I will. Uh, going to do my own donation here in a minute um all right we're we're about done uh i got a dental appointment so uh we don't have a ton of time but 
I did want to say that if you're a patron of the show, you'll end up with a bonus show this week. That's uh, that is correct. Tomorrow at two p.m. Mm-hmm. Friday afternoon, you'll get a live show as well as a podcast that you can only get through your access at Patreon.com/slash/TMS. So sign up today if you haven't. It's your chance to get more content than you ever knew you would get. Uh, Also, send us your emails, themorningstream at gmail.com. Therapy Thursday questions can go there as well. Uh, But any old thing, you want to just ask us something, tell us something, chew us out for something, it's fine, whatever. (laughs) Themorningstream at gmail.com. Okay, well, okay. Uh, it's, uh, let's get out with music. It's a little preview for what's well, not the same music, but you know when Brianville, when Brianville, when Brian does Coverville, <laughs> Brianville, uh, right. you know we get we get a little taste early in the day. I always like to think so. But what do yeah, you got here? Some, and sometimes I do um, a you know a song that uh, got cut from the show. Uh, if there's too many versions of the song that I like, then you know I may play one here on TMS. But sure. not in this case. Christina wrote in and said, Hi there. Could you please consider dedicating a song to my boyfriend, Jason, on my behalf? He's a very long-time listener fan and patron, and I know this would mean a lot to him. This would mean a lot to me as well, because we'll be on a long drive the day I've entered for the song request, and it would be super cool if he could hear that during the drive. It's his birthday. Oh. And I'm not going to read the next part of this. <laughs> Um, any detail of rationale for the dedication would be he's brightened every single day since we first met. Thank you so much for your consideration, uh, Christina. Well, happy birthday to you. There you go. Yes. Happy birthday, Jason. Hope you guys are having a great trip, a great drive. And, uh, apparently Jason likes the band Muse. Guess what? I like the band Muse too. Yeah. I get to see them live at uh, BlizzCon and it was uh, the best concert I've ever seen at BlizzCon and Weird Al Yankovic's was right up there too Um, this is Muse something they recorded for BBC Radio's Live Lounge back in 2015 it's a cover of Church's Lies oh it's great here is Muse oh man Church's I like Church's right it's Church's Church's not the chicken we just want to make that clear Muse and Church's coming together to make one cool (laughs) ass thing Church's All right, here it is we'll see some of you tomorrow and the rest of you on Monday We'll see you then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I want you to build me a spaceship. Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.